Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to take a minute to talk to you about making authentic friendships. You might remember the founder, Juliana Featherman, from episode 34 of Adventures in Autism. She is an autism sibling who created this amazing interactive web app that enables children ages 13 and up and adults with special needs to make friends based on age, interest, diagnosis, and geographic location. Parents and caregivers can also sign up to connect with other parents and caregivers. For more info or to sign up, head to makingauthenticfriendships.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Adventures in Autism, episode 111. I am Megan Carranza. Thank you so much for coming to listen. If it is your first episode, welcome. So happy to have you. And if you've been listening, thank you so much for coming on back to the show. And thank you so much to everybody who just continues to support the podcast and leave reviews. There were several new reviews this past week, and I did a little happy dance for each one. (laughs) Those reviews on Apple Podcasts really do help other people to find the show, and they just warm my heart. So thank you so much. If you've been enjoying the show and you'd be so kind to take a minute to leave a review, I would really appreciate that. But also, if you just tap that five star, that really helps too. And it just takes a second. (laughs) Um, I'm super excited to get to today's episode. Today is a little bit different for October, which is Down Syndrome Awareness Month. I wanted to kind of break out of the norm and bring on a mama to talk about their Down syndrome journey. So today my guest is Lauren Malloy and she's going to talk all about her adorable little girl Autumn who just celebrated her first birthday. So it's a very kind of appropriate time for her to kind of come on and share her journey. And the fun thing about this episode is that Lauren and I have actually known each other since childhood. We did theater together, more so with her brothers. I I really knew her brothers from, from doing shows with them, but I did, I knew Lauren as well. And she, we went to the same high school. She was in the same grade as my sister. So it was really awesome to get to reconnect with her. And we really did that because she had listened to the episodes that I had put out with my sister when we kind of were you know, sharing her brain cancer diagnosis. And Lauren had reached out to me and said, you know, I was listening to the episodes with you and Melissa, but I'm, I'm going to be a longtime listener because, you know, even though her daughter has down syndrome and mainly I talk about autism, I feel like special needs in general, regardless of the diagnosis, really just connect us. And that comes up in the show. We, we talk about that. And really, Lauren is just such a sweetheart. She speaks so open and honestly, and is just really vulnerable. They have such an amazing journey, and I'm so thankful that she was able to come on today, and we get to, you know, really highlight Down syndrome awareness. I feel like advocating, obviously, for autism is so near and dear to my heart, but I 
on a bigger level, advocating for special needs, you know, like I said, across the board, regardless of diagnosis, really means so much to me. So I'm so glad that Lauren is on the show today. And I know you guys will love hearing from her. Before we get into the episode, I do want to give a quick little disclaimer. We did have a bit of a connection issue. So more in like the second half of the episode, there's a bit of a delay. And we also had some real life going on. There's some dogs barking, some babies crying. <laughs> but I always say I'm like, I am just a mom with a microphone. I am not really, you know, professional podcast lady here. I record this from my closet. So <laughs> there's real life happening on both ends for me and for my guests. So yeah, Lauren had her, her dog was trying to come in. It was, it was pretty funny, but I told her, I'm like, I don't care. As long as the message comes through, you know, loud and clear. And I think it really does here. The, the sound is, it's, it is what it is. So I'm really glad that we were able to record this and I'm so excited for you guys to hear from Lauren. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Welcome to Adventures in Autism. Hi, Megan. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. This is a special episode today. I mean, all episodes are special. <laughs> but today, Lauren, you are my first guest to come on the show with a child with Down syndrome. I've had another guest on who her daughter had CP and some different special needs. But for October, which is Down Syndrome Awareness Month, I really wanted to have somebody on to share their story. And like you and I were talking about beforehand, it really doesn't diagnosis. I think when you have a child with special needs, you can just really relate to, you know, that person's story, even if it's different from yours. So thank you so much for coming on today. And I'm, I really am so excited to hear your story. You and I, this is a kind of funny <laughs> side note. We've known each other since like childhood, basically. Right. Or <laughs> <laughs> with your brothers. I, I was going to say more my brothers. I kind of fell out of yeah. the um, acting realm, <laughs> but yeah. We're always a dancer. Right. Um, yeah, and I was in the same grade and, and class as your brother Billy. Mm -hmm. Shout out. Um, yeah, but we we I did theater with them. So I yeah, I've just have known your family for a long time. And kind of like you and I were saying before too, it's it's so interesting how you know this world of special needs just kind of connects us or reconnects us. So I'm just so excited to have you on. If you will kind of take us back to the beginning of your story, I would love to hear it. Sure. Well, I have a three and a half year old right now. Her name's Josie. And I have a one year old, Autumn, who has Down syndrome. So growing up, I would say um, even kids and adults with disabilities always had like a special place in my heart. So looking back, I shouldn't have been too surprised um, about Autumn's diagnosis as I just always had friends that had disabilities. Um, but it was always kind of uh, a little shock for me um, with her diagnosis, which I'll get into in a minute. But um, I'm a planner in my career. I work for hotels. So that involves a lot of planning and event planning. And I was so excited um, when we found out we were pregnant. I, you know, they give you the option as a 35-year-old, you're a geriatric, <laughs> to um, get the genetic testing. So I opted in for that. And my husband 
Brendan and I always said, you know, if that information will just make us like be more prepared, not really ever thinking we'd have to do anything with that. So mm-hmm. we got the genetic testing done and I was excited because that means you get to find out um, the sex of the baby at about 10 to 12 weeks. So <laughs> we got the genetic testing done and I will never forget, you know, the day that we got, I got the call. It was, it was a Monday, if, <laughs> you know, a typical Monday. <laughs> it was actually the day after Easter and it was about mid morning. I was at work and my cell phone rang and I looked at the, um, looked at my cell phone. I was like, oh my gosh, it's the doctor's office. And I got kind of like giddy um, in myself. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, is this the moment? Like, what am I going to do? Like, what is it going to be? And I answered <laughs> and instead of hearing a nurse, which normally gives you the, um, your results or the call, it was my OB. And mm-hmm. he was just very soft, but serious and said, Lauren, are you somewhere where we can talk right now? And I was like, uh, no, but I don't think I will be anywhere that I can talk. It sounds, you know, like we need to talk now. And he goes, okay, well, I just need you to know that your genetic testing came back with a very high probability for Down syndrome. And after that, I don't even remember much what he said. Um, mm-hmm. I It was a complete blur. There was a lot of crying on my part. Um, mm-hmm. We, I eventually just, he gave me a lot of, not a lot of information, but just was very, very comforting. I'm very lucky in my diagnosis that I've had great support from um, the healthcare like portion of it. Like they were very, like, I didn't get, um, you know, anyone telling me what way to go or what I should do kind of really left it in my field of, you know, kind of followed my direction. So I don't even really remember what I said besides I can hardly process what you're saying to me right now. I need to like Mm -hmm. really, you know, take a step back. I need to call my husband we need to be together. And if we could talk to you in a few hours, that would be great. So I left work right away, called my husband, he left work. And crazy as it is, we met in a parking lot (laughs) because my um, in-laws watched my older daughter and they, I didn't want to go home. And there were so many emotions and so much unknown still. So like, we didn't know where to go. So we like met in this random parking lot by our house. (laughs) And there, there, my husband and I are both like crying and wondering like, what now? And of course I told my OB, um, call me like in a few hours when really then I was like so anxious and I'm like, let's call him now. And I call him Yeah, and he's, off his shift so he was going to be calling me from like a personal number which is just amazing in itself but um we were for what I was so excited about getting the news of the sex I didn't even get that far with him on the phone (laughs) so then we have the nurse on the phone and we're both in the car and I was like well can you at least tell me what we're having 
And she mm-hmm. goes, okay, well, the chromosome shows a female. And again, regardless, I think we would have just bawled that we start crying even more. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, we were kind of, that was not saying either way would have been a relief, but I feel like since it was such a hard diagnosis anyways, at least like, okay, we already have one girl. At least we have that under control. <laughs> like we know yeah. how to <laughs> kind of know what to expect <laughs> with a girl. Okay. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that was like, oh, okay. I don't really know in any mm-hmm. other circumstance if like what we, we would have really cared, but it was kind of <laughs> a funny little thing looking back. Yeah. And then <laughs> we both kind of like went, we left for a few hours, um, you know, went home and kind of just wrapped our, like our minds around things. And I called um, one of my best friends from high school. Um, she has a daughter with Down syndrome. And I, that's why I like literally never thought that like, I would also have a daughter with Down syndrome. Like, what are yeah. the chances of that? Like, Down syndrome is one in 700 babies have Down syndrome. Like, that's just very, very odd. But again, I will never Mm -hmm. forget. I said when I met Lily, Brittany's daughter, I told Brendan, I go, I would love to have a Lily. Lily is just so perfect. And I'm like, well, I got, I'm getting what I asked for, which Brittany Mm -hmm. even knows. Like, we just laugh. Like, I'm like, I I, I said that and look what happened. Like, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I was... I, I don't know. God must have known, like, not saying I could handle it, but like, you know, we were the right family for um, Autumn to come into. So. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, God heard you when you said that. Right. And I kind of like kicked myself a little because I was like, really? Did <laughs> I mean that? And I do. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, Look yeah. Back. Looking back, I was like, ha. Ah like that (laughs) but yeah so from there um you know we just navigated um that our my OB did call and he you know gave us all sorts of just advice and you know wanted to ask us what our thoughts were and everything um you know and you know we of course proceeded with um normal pregnancies like usual, but he gave us like we had to go see maternal fetal medicine um a lot more. I wouldn't say the next few weeks were easy. It was a roller coaster of emotions. I think it went from even that night that we got the diagnosis. I still had family in town from Easter. I kind of overcompensated and was like told everyone that we were having a baby with Down syndrome. And like we announced, like we, I went to Party City and bought a balloon and like popped it that we were having a girl. And then like, so I overcompensated thinking of like feeling I was all right when really my emotions were like not that okay. And then I was like mm-hmm. up all night, like what is happening in, you know, in my head? Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, so it was a constant up and down, you know, I'd be okay. And then I'd be crying and then I'd be okay. And then I'd be crying and just, again, grieving the, this is not the journey we had 
with Josie, this is going to be a lot different and this is going to be harder. And can we handle harder? And so it was just really, you know, not, no one wants to hear the news that you're pregnant and there's something different, not necessarily wrong, but you know, there's something different with your baby (laughs) and you can't see that yet. And you don't know what that looks like. Right. So to then have that for, you know, 30 more weeks or mine wasn't 30 weeks. Mine was 25 more weeks. (laughs) You know, that's a lot of time to deal with and have your mind play games with you. Mm -hmm. So I would say from there, um, I would, I think it was about... 10 more weeks. Yeah. Went by. And then, you know, we started getting very, very accustomed to like, I honestly, right away when we got the diagnosis, um, I'm really grateful for like social media platforms for this, like was able to connect with a lot of different moms, um, Mm -hmm. and resources, you know, in terms of down syndrome, um, like asking questions like around the area in Chicago, even like people who are also pregnant with babies with Down syndrome around the same time as me. So that was very, very, very helpful. But I reached out to Gigi's Playhouse. We took a tour right away um, just so I could get like acquainted with like what our quote unquote new life would look like. And that was kind of hard in itself because again, it was looking back, it was amazing, but that it's just such a reality, like shock. Like I'm part of now this group that I didn't sign up for. And this is going to be my life, you know, like this. Okay. I here, I'm part of the down syndrome community now. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've always been one of those people that can't have enough friends. So Brendan's always Mm -hmm. like, we don't need more friends, Lauren, you know? And I'm like, we're going to get a lot more friends, you know? Like, Sorry. <laughs> He's like, we have friends. I'm like, yeah, but now we're going to get more. And this was the time that he was like, you know, we're going to get more friends. And I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it was harder for me to be like, yeah. But normally I get to, choose those friends you know and I felt like kind of like almost which isn't the right thing at that time but my mind was so having a again a hard time digesting everything that you feel like you're just like forced into a friendship <laughs> which is not the case at all totally. <laughs> you know <laughs> mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it wasn't like <laughs> but Anyhow, the Gigi's Playhouse um, was amazing. Um, it was just really nice to get the tour. And I met a few moms um, through that. And I went to several different um, open houses and family dates. And we go with my mom and I brought Josie. So I met some really good friends. Um, and I start. I've heard of Gigi's Playhouse, but for anyone who's oh, yeah. local, sure. what, yeah, yeah, I'm what sorry. it is. It's a Down Syndrome okay. Achievement Center. And so they offer like three classes and some therapies. And it's just a place to go um, that family, like siblings can go as well. And they have them um, mm-hmm. 
they're headquartered here in Hoffman Estates, but we have one here locally um, in Naperville that we go to, which is, it's in Aurora actually, but not too far from us. Mm-hmm. But it's just a great place. Like they have classes for different age groups. They do dance classes. Um, they have a tennis club. They have like family pizza nights before the pandemic and everything like that. So I feel like I got to like <laughs> dive into Gigi's prior to having autumn after having autumn with the <laughs> pandemic and everything. We haven't really been able to do too, too much, but they do have virtual stuff for old, older kids. So yeah, oh, that's um, they're a great organization and there's other organizations around here too. Um, National Association Down Syndrome. They're located in Schaumburg. Um, again, I haven't been able to dive too much into that, but they do like a basket program where they bring a basket to the hospital, um, different, you know, things like that. So mm-hmm. we do have a lot of great resources in this area. And I've gotten to know like quite a few moms and uh, just through meeting them ahead of autumn and keeping in contact and asking questions. So that's awesome. Yeah. So basically at this point, we're maybe like halfway through your Mm -hmm. pregnancy. Um, No, autumn did have a heart. When did you find out about that? Um, At 20 weeks, we went in for the full ultrasound and she um, the nurse uh, did the whole scan and we were told then that everything looked good, except she did look like she was going to have an AV canal defect, which was just like another complete, you know, hard thing to digest. Like we had just come to terms with her Down syndrome diagnosis. And I feel like I was like, okay what else could (laughs) go wrong right now? But we knew it was a big chance. Um, 50% of babies with Down syndrome have heart defects. So it Mm -hmm. wasn't, we knew that was a possibility. We were just hoping, you know, like any mom would, that there wouldn't be one extra thing. And so Mm -hmm. then, um, you know, we met with a pediatric cardiologist um so a prenatal he does prenatal as well um at 24 weeks when her heart would be big enough to do that scan so he did confirm it but again he was just fabulous he did the scan and then met with us in a room and drew pictures like answered any questions like i left that appointment like okay we got this like he had resources for us and it was really pretty nice that um from there he gave us the numbers to call and um, we could choose either Lori's children's or advocate christ in Oakland. and you know those were the two places that would best care for autumn surgery and we set up appointments mm-hmm. with both of them so i think having the prenatal diagnosis yeah we kind of had some unrest and my pregnancy wasn't easy for me emotionally and mentally, but um, we were able to do a lot of the pre-work to make sure things were set up, um, you know, that we didn't have to worry about that after. And that's just me. Mm-hmm. Like, again, I'm a planner, so that worked for me. I know some people who I've talked to that had um, 
a birth diagnosis said they wouldn't, they would have been miserable their whole pregnancy. And I get that as well. So (laughs) it's really, you know, I guess the genetic testing is really up to each person and you know, that's what it's really for to be prepared and to make the decisions you need to make. So she, we ended up um, choosing to go with Advocate Christ in Oaklawn and they were just phenomenal. I remember touring the facility and my mother-in-law who um, is like a, was a nurse. She's now retired. came with us and asked a lot of questions too. And we all left the tour and the nurse gave us like her card with her cell number who toured us. And we met, they had us meet with one of the surgeons. It was just phenomenal. I was like, for something I don't really want to do. Like, I love this. (laughs) I was like, this is, this this was a great afternoon. So I was like, okay, that kind of showed me like, this was, you know, the place that we need to go. I felt really good about it. So I'm the type of person that's mm-hmm. like, so we didn't actually even tour Lori's. It was like, okay, I'm happy with this. We're going here. So yeah. You knew. For us, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Lori's is also great, I've heard. So um, either way, mm-hmm. um, it's fine. But yeah, we had a great experience there. So from there, um, the rest of my pregnancy was, it. it's just funny. I, with Josie, loved being pregnant. <laughs> Except then I had gestation <laughs> diabetes. And with Autumn, you know, just the kind of load of uncertainty of everything was, uh, it was emotionally hard. So I would say I didn't like being pregnant. And I just assumed I'd have gestational diabetes with Autumn because I was like, what else? Tack it on, you know, like whatever. <laughs> and they were like, oh, you don't have it. I was like, what? Okay. Like, what is going on in my world, you know? And it was just a crazy, crazy time. And I'd have to say with Autumn too, I felt like the world was just crazy with us. Like after I found out um, about Autumn's diagnosis, like literally that night, like I got two flat tires. Um, Our freezer um, broke and ruined all our hard floors a week later. Then our dog towards HCL. Everyone's like, oh, you know, when it rains, it pours. I was like, no, you don't understand. Like, we have like a tsunami or like a torn, like something above us that's not leaving. And I just was like numb during Autumn's pregnancy. So, you know, everyone's Mm -hmm. like, how are you doing? I'm like, my head's barely above water, but I'm here. Like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So it was Mm -hmm. just, I don't know. A crazy, crazy time. And looking back, I don't know, like, how we did it, but we managed. So, um, and I would say, though, with going back to Autumn's, when I started sharing stuff about Autumn's diagnosis, it was totally, at first, I thought that I didn't want people to, not necessarily know, but I didn't want Down syndrome to, you know, be who Autumn was so I was like you know people don't need to know she has down syndrome like she's much more than just having down syndrome and Mm -hmm. then after like I started processing everything in a few weeks I was like you know I like my feelings changed I was like I kind of want people to know she's going to have down syndrome I don't want people to like wonder is 
did they know ahead of time or feel bad for me or like, I'd rather people celebrate her when she's born. So my total, my position totally changed. And my husband was kind of different. Like he was very quiet about it, the whole pregnancy. So that too, like we both had to realize like we're both, we were digesting and kind of grieving the process in different ways where, you know, I was like more, I need the support. I need, if you pray, pray, <laughs> like positive vibes, mm-hmm. like I could use them, you know, where he was like, I'm kind of like internalizing all this. So it was kind of a learning experience for us too, you know, as a couple, like, okay, there was not a right or wrong and how we're both dealing with this. Oh. Mm-hmm. That. I can totally relate to that it just in terms of like how you said like you both approach mm-hmm. things in different ways and I with my husband I'm like we always end up in the same spot we just like take different paths yeah to get I remember there. hearing one of your podcasts <laughs> when you said that and I I love that <laughs> yeah well and I mean I shouldn't always do sometimes we're not exactly <laughs> in the same spot but we always like find some kind of understanding um especially with things with Logan but I I do think like as mothers we really do just process things so differently um and that's not to take anything away from dads because like husband is an amazing dad I'm sure yours is and there's a lot of dads that listen you guys are (laughs) awesome but I do think as moms like it just hits I agree and I think that even as like a mom of a who doesn't have a special needs kid could relate to that, you know, like it's unbelievable. Um, And I just think part of having kids in general that you realize, okay, there's not always one way, right way of doing something, you know? (laughs) No, I think any, any parent would relate to that. I just feel like when special needs are involved really in all aspects, there's just like this extra layer that you have to, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of process and work through. Um, So it's definitely, yeah. Like I said, it just hits a little different. Um, So, so then you decided to kind of be more like sharing the diagnosis. Did you immediately, were you met with like positivity and love and how was that? I'm, so so glad I became open about it I did I felt like everyone you know there was just it was what I needed personally you know as much as I think everyone like loved autumn like Mm -hmm. for me I kind of maybe think it you know was slightly selfish but I just needed to hear the love from everyone at that point (laughs) so I all I think like especially I mean just listening to you know like you said like those up and down emotions you at that point it's like you just feel kind of beat up and having people you know just like respond with love and support it just feels good 100% and of course you know you get maybe a few little comments here and there questions and you're like, huh, why, why would you say or ask that? But I think everyone then really, you know, approaches you in a way that like they mean well. So, you know, that was kind of another thing. Mm -hmm. Like I had to be like, okay, 
I understand they probably didn't mean it this way, but you know, like they just meant it very nicely. So, um, that's, I think the beginning of, you know, really kind of taking, you know, this whole pregnancy, like, I feel like life is so quick and everything, like, it just makes you like slow down and like appreciate, like, you know, okay. I have, like, I have reconnected with so many people that I probably wouldn't have if it weren't for Autumn. And Mm -hmm. their support, it's just unbelievable. So, I kind of cherish mm-hmm. that. And I think, you know, that really just kind of, you know, also lends into now, like with Autumn, she, she's incredible, but she's going to take her time in doing some things, you know? So mm-hmm. she will get there, but it's going to be a little slower, but um, it, I don't know. I just think it does come in a bit, you know, that started with her diagnosis and, um, we got to kind of take <laughs> not the slower route. I will um, say there's a poem, and I think it could be related to really any special needs parent, but I'd like to get your opinion on it. Have you heard of the Welcome to Holland poem? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Of course, <laughs> okay. I've heard. So, uh, if, if you, yeah. I'm sure everyone listening knows Welcome to Holland. I, the first time, so I, similar to you, when Logan was first diagnosed, I mean, it looked very different because obviously like with, with Autumn, you were pregnant when you found out, but when Logan was diagnosed, he was four and I wasn't sure if I wanted to share or how I felt about that. Obviously, you know, in the age of social media, it's like things tend to, you know, Mm -hmm. spread quickly. (laughs) So, but I, I right after Logan was diagnosed, literally like two weeks later, he got diagnosed in March. Um, April 2nd was World Autism Day. And I just felt like, how can I not say something when, you know, the whole idea of World Autism Day is to spread awareness and acceptance. I was stepping into this role as, you know, his, his advocate now, like, I mean, more than just like advocating for, you know, any mom would be an advocate, but especially like for autism. So I wrote, uh, a post and shared that, you know, Logan had been diagnosed and kind of what we were up to at that point. And, and one of, again, a, a friend who I hadn't heard from in forever, she put that in the post. She comment, she mm-hmm. like set that up as like a picture comment. And she also has a child with special needs. And she was like, you need to read this. And I remember just like bawling my eyes out and being like, this is, it, it, it's so perfect. And I mean, even now, years later, every time I read it, I, it still yeah, just hits I so agree. perfectly. I do. I love it. Uh, but sometimes I'm like, we must still get to Italy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like yes, that's so, so true. I'm like, that's it, so true. I mean, it, for people who haven't heard of it, you know, it just talks about how you think you're going to Italy and the plane lands and you are in um Netherlands yeah <laughs> I'm like so and how Netherlands is just mm-hmm. a little more peaceful and a slower change of pace and different than the pizzazz of Italy so I definitely you know mm-hmm. I I love it I want to get it framed but then part of me is like you know I think we are still gonna go to Italy so <laughs> <laughs> yes you can still go to Italy I I, I love, and it's so interesting too, because like, right. I mean, we, Autumn is one now, so, you know, 
but obviously, but on this journey for longer than just a year though, because it was when you were pregnant, but I, it's so interesting. I would like to hear your take on this too. How like in the beginning of our, you know, special needs journey, I, there were so many things that I wasn't sure how I felt about, or maybe felt badly about. And then now like looking back years later, I feel differently about and like with with walking <laughs> to holland i loved it immediately i never i never like had any bad you know thoughts about it but i do feel like it's very um it's just indicative of like that initial right. you know feeling after the diagnosis and kind of processing that because i agree with you right yeah you will make it to italy so i mean i still <laughs> i do love the poem don't get me wrong but i'm like hey no we are gonna mm-hmm. go to italy so <laughs> it just shows yeah no there's yeah absolutely. it it's crazy I mean autumn yeah she just turned a year we are working on so she did have to back up a little um open heart surgery so I don't know if I should reverse even more whatever okay. however you want to we can go back if there's something that yeah i was gonna say you, so she was born on um, fast and furious <laughs> at um 35 weeks <laughs> and i knew she was gonna come early and she came it was like the most not saying amazing birth ever but it compared to josie like again complete opposite josie awesome pregnancy horrible birth autumn <laughs> Not mm-hmm. so great pregnancy, uh, easy peasy birth. <laughs> so, but she came early. She had to go to the mm-hmm. NICU, which we knew. Again, um, they the hospital, like, it was just kind of amazing. Um, they even called me ahead of time, like, weeks, like, in advance and had me tour the NICU, just knowing that she had a heart issue and down syndrome they were like she will most likely need to go to the NICU which was hard again on me because I'm like what do you mean that you know like I already have to know this like uh, so mm-hmm. but again I appreciate that <laughs> I kind of had that in my head like and we could have a plan in place for if I couldn't hold her right away if she had to be taken up because she has a heart defect that she would have to get oxygen right away. So um, she was born and mm-hmm. it was absolutely amazing. Like my mom was in the room prior to her, um, like, like before I went into labor and they were like, okay, you're about to like, I think you're like ready to push. And I was like, mom, do you want to stay? And she stayed. Like, it was just like that. Eat. I was like, what is going on? Like, okay. <laughs> like it was crazy. So... <laughs> And she didn't need to be whisked away right away. Like I got to like do a little skin to skin and then they did take her up because they, you know, she did have some um, like pulmonary hypertension, which is very normal if your baby has um, heart issues. So um, they Mm -hmm. took her up, gave her oxygen. Um, Yeah. And it was, it was a really pretty easy birthing experience. Now, NICU is a different, um, you know, whole different challenge. And I think you can do like a whole podcast and like having a NICU experience. But we were there for five weeks. Um, you know, 
they were, the nurses are incredible. Um, we went to Edward Hospital, but um, I think, you know, in general, probably a lot of people's experiences, um, just having all that support is great. So, and there's a Ronald McDonald. I have to like say Ronald, just like a savior in so many ways. Um, at Edwards and then at Advocate Christ, they gave us a room as well. And, you know, we are so grateful for that and all the support for Ronald McDonald House. Um, so fast forward, Autumn came home and we got released with oxygen and she had an NG tube. So a feeding tube through her nose and a pulse ox monitor, which mm. basically like regulates mm-hmm. her oxygen stats. So like I came home being a nurse, like <laughs> it was yeah. kind of crazy. Um, but it, it's just funny now, like a year later, I'm like, how did we do that? Like we had all this equipment and now she's off everything, you know? So she slowly came mm-hmm. off of oxygen and we slowly got her, um, we like not feeling like we had to keep her on the pulse ox monitor. Pulse ox monitor. It's like, if you, um, like if your fire, not fire alarm, what is it? Like your smoke alarm, smoke detector goes off in the middle of the night. You know how you like, you jump up, like that would be like us like nightly mm-hmm. at first. So we were happy when we could stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, that her feeding was probably the biggest issue that we had. Um, and that is very, very common for babies with Down syndrome. So she just couldn't, she didn't have the energy to take a bottle break, and she didn't mm-hmm. um, really have the coordination either, having low muscle tone um, to take mm-hmm. it. So we knew that after mm-hmm. hopefully having her open heart surgery, she would gain some of that. So we went through quite a time of her just needing the NG tube around the clock. Um, of course we would only do it, not of course, but we would only do it every like certain times. Um, but it was pretty much around the clock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> then um, her open heart surgery was January 6th. And that was, I so looked forward to that date. Like it was, I was ready for it to be done with. <laughs> like, let's get past this. Like, let's move this. Mm-hmm. Like, get over this hurdle and move on. Oh, yeah. It was like was looming like, over I your head. Want to be on the other side. Mm-hmm. So, we, yeah, she got past open heart surgery. Um, surgery went overall well. Um, you know, I'm not like a true. <laughs> I don't know exactly everything that um, goes on, but she, again, the AV canal defect, um, but she had to be um, put on like the pacemaker twice and for her surgery. So she had, uh, it was a little more extensive than I thought it would be, but then afterwards she did great. Mm-hmm. Um, again, for some reason, autumn when she's in the hospital comes down and I think it's just being like immunocompromised and um, she got this time bacterial pneumonia 
um, when she was in the NICU, I forgot to say she had parainfluenza. So we always seem to like get an extra tad of something that (laughs) she just wants us to experience everything Mm -hmm. that the hospital has. So we had to stay a bit longer um, after her open heart surgery because of the um, para, no, bacteria pneumonia. So that was kind of another, um, Mm -hmm. just, you know, a reset that we (laughs) had to go through. But um, she came out of there and I will tell you now looking at pictures, like since we just had our first birthday party, like the milestone pictures, I didn't realize like month one, two, three, like she was just my baby, you know, like I didn't realize how much she didn't look not smile because like I don't know if babies really smile like when they actually do but all of a sudden like after her open heart surgery I was like she is a different child like looking at the pictures like it's hard when you are going through everything but then looking back at these like monthly pictures Mm -hmm. I was like oh my goodness there is a difference so you can tell the open heart surgery Mm -hmm. definitely um you know it she needed for stamina uh, yeah she's like kind of a different mm-hmm. baby now so wow was she able so to come the off feeding the feeding tube, tube then after it her took surgery a little longer than i had hoped i think like basically our, nothing against our families but we had a lot of people ask me like the day after like is she off the tube I'm like no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little early for that yeah but it took um quite not quite some time, but I remember it being mid-March. So maybe two months after. Um, and I started playing around. Like okay. we started early intervention. Um, we started it right after she got home from her open heart surgery. So we were doing PT and speech therapy. Mm-hmm. And speech therapy is basically um, like was feeding for her, just like trying to figure out the battle, trying to see what we could do to try to get her to take more than five mLs or 10 milliliters, you know? So anything was like 10 milliliters was like Mm -hmm. a victory for us at that point. (laughs) So we, um, (laughs) I started taking it out at the, let me think, the During the day, I would take it out and leave it out a little longer and kind of get her hungry. So I was like, I don't think she knows what hunger is. So I experimented Mm -hmm. a bit with that and then like clearly tracked all that. So I would know to catch up at night, you know, anything like do it slowly overnight. So Mm -hmm. we did that and we found like, okay, she's taking the bottle more. Then we started taking it out a little less, you know, giving her less at night. So then she was hungrier when she woke up. So we kind of played around with it. But again, I had good resources that two people that I met from Advocate Christ who also had kids with like congenital heart disease. Um, they were really, really instrumental in my, you know, help. Their kids don't have Down syndrome, but like you just meet so many different people through these experiences, like I'm part of like, mm-hmm. you know, the congenital heart disease and um, family and Down syndrome family. It's really amazing. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So after she recovered from her surgery, then how she, how was, was she at that point? So about six months. Yep. Because it was right around her half birthday. We were supposed to have a big half birthday party on March 21st, which had to get canceled for um, <laughs> because of the pandemic. I was calling it her coming out party. Like people could finally meet yeah. her. And um, before that, we even before her surgery, we were already doing this like shelter in place type thing because she couldn't get sick before her surgery. Sorry if you can hear yeah. her. She's. Yeah, she <laughs> she yeah, wants her presence she, to be known. She's speaking loud and clear, <laughs> but um, <laughs> that's <her. laughs> well. So now, now that she's won, I mean, obviously we've had this pandemic going on, so I'm sure things are different. Are you guys still doing all those same yes. therapies? So like everything's OT, been virtual, PT which has been probably hardest on me. But um, I think at the same time, it's been. Mm-hmm probably for the better that I'm the one having to do a bit more. Like they show me what to do. Um, Yeah. They show me what to do, you know, in terms of like with like a stuffed animal or a baby doll, like via teletherapy. And so, you know, then I have to do it Mm -hmm. with her. So it takes a bit more out of me, -hmm. which I know, it might not sound like a lot, but after an hour of doing it, I'm tired. <laughs> oh, it, doing like 20 minutes of virtual with Logan, I wanted to pull yeah. my hair out. I'm, I'm like, not even oh. kidding. So <laughs> it's probably for the best. But yeah, normally early intervention uh, would be like they come to your house and like I could kind of like sit and watch, I think. <laughs> I'm like the one doing it, but again, mm-hmm. her therapists are incredible. She does, like you said, um, PT speech, nutrition joins speech um, once a month. We just started OT. Some of that overlaps, but we do OT um, twice, like every other week, so twice mm-hmm. monthly. And we got. Um, mm-hmm we decided we don't need to start developmental yet. So that will probably be down the line. So, you know, four therapies is kind of a lot along with all the other um, doctor's appointments. Mm -hmm. She's seen, you know, endocrinologist, uh, ophthalmologist. She has an ENT, (laughs) pediatrician, you know, you name it. (laughs) She's a big girl. I laugh because a lot of um, your, I know your podcast with Melissa were saying all the paperwork, but, you know, in general, it's, it's a lot, you know, it could be a full-time job. And when you have a job, (laughs) it is a lot. (laughs) So, yeah. Oh my God. I know. I, I was just talking to another mom this past week who her her son was just newly diagnosed and I'm like how are you doing and she's like honestly like emotionally I feel like I'm doing okay but she's like I'm just so yeah. overwhelmed with all of the scheduling and paperwork evaluations mm-hmm. and I told her I'm like you do kind of adapt to it I'm like it always it, it never stops feeling like a lot because it is a lot but I'm like you just kind of get used to it and you start just like chipping away a little at a time because yeah I remember the beginning thinking right like, oh my god is oh this my ever gosh, gonna yeah. end and it doesn't <laughs> <laughs> the 
lulls though. Like there's times where it's like we'll we'll go a couple months and we we don't yeah. have so much. But or like, I feel like sometimes I just right need to like <laughs> keep that one paperwork out and just like copy everything. I'm like, okay, we already have this filled out. Okay, we're good. <laughs> that, so often right. I'm I filling out basically <laughs> the same form like six different times. Like, come on. And I just, you know, fax you guys this basically the same thing. It's got exactly. a different letterhead on it, but so. it's the same stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. Um, you, you've said so many things that I just can relate to so much, which again, you know, it, obviously Down syndrome and autism are different, but it's like such an interesting journey that, that we're all on. Um, one of the things that that really stuck out to me was you talking about how your friend had a daughter with with down syndrome and it was like you had said that you wanted a lily what was that like for for you and her then like when you first talked to her because I can only like if, if I had a friend like a close friend at you know the time when Logan was diagnosed who was dealing with something similar yeah. I, that would have been like such a gift um what has that been like when that when you guys first talked about it but then like now moving forward like having someone close to you because having like you said like all these resources and the support from the online community or from like the different nonprofits you found that is all amazing but having someone close to you who gets it It must be like truly um so she was like the first person i called and you know she said the nicest thing she was like lauren if your baby has Down syndrome, I can't tell you what a lucky baby that is for you to be her mom. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, crying. Like, it was just so nice. Oh. And she's been absolutely incredible. The hard thing is she lives in Florida, so she's not right here. And a lot of the resources are completely different. <laughs> I will say that. Um, so she's a great you know we talk all the time a great resource like one of my best friends like I said Lily's incredible um Lily had um Lily didn't have like a heart issue and Brittany had a birth diagnosis so kind of two different things that were you know she couldn't really totally help me with during the pregnancy except no, like clearly Lily is amazing. Um, so that's kind of mm-hmm. <laughs> where we we're at. <laughs> yeah, so special that you you guys have each other, and like you said, it's a bummer that you don't live closer. But just having someone mm-hmm. that you're close with who like really understands your world, um, what what a gift. Um, another one of the things that you said that I can totally relate to was talking about like just that feeling of being like thrust into this world that like you said, you didn't sign up for. Like, I remember talking to one of my friends, this was before Logan was even diagnosed, but we were doing early intervention. It was like, we, we could see ourselves kind of like edging closer to an autism diagnosis. Um, At the very least we knew at that point he had like a speech and a developmental delay. And I remember literally saying to her, I was like, I, did not sign up for this. I'm like, I thought I had the, and especially that's interesting with, with autism is like, you, you don't see it right away. So we went, I would say like the first year with Logan was just like complete bliss. Cause we just had this amazing baby and he was like this perfect little baby. 
But then all of a sudden it felt like the bottom dropped out. And so for you, it was a different experience. Obviously you were pregnant. Um, but what was that like for you? Just, I mean, I know you said it was a lot of up and down, just processing that, that feeling of like, I didn't sign up for this. And then like, kind yeah, of, I would you know, say, making peace um, with it. geez, it was hard. I knew that I, you know, in my heart <laughs> that we could handle it and that we just had, we have wonderful families and such a good support system that I was like, yeah, this, uh, this baby who clearly not was Autumn, you know, is ours. And it, it was a struggle though to think, you know, from what I'm saying our life was like with Josie, but, you know, having one baby, you know, that's kind of a shock in itself, you know? And then when you have a second, you're like, okay, we already have one down. We know what we're doing. We got this course handled. And then it's like, wait, no, you, we got thrown a complete like curveball here. Like, <laughs> did we need this curveball? It's not like we had, uh, we joke, we're like, D- did we seem like we have life handled too well? Cause we don't <laughs> like, <laughs> we don't have everything figured out that well. Like, why did you have to do this to us? But, um, mm-hmm. you know, Autumn is just incredible. I mean, she's all I'd say about, you know, babies with Down syndrome, and I can give a little more information about that. Um, you know, they're more alike than different. So she's just my baby. <laughs> Sometimes I forget she has Down syndrome. And I know I've like, gone places before and someone's like talking about how cute she is. I'm like, oh, yeah, in case you don't know, she has Down syndrome. And I'm sure they're like, yeah, I know. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I I love that because you just like you had said you didn't want people to to autumn you know just for her down syndrome but it's like when you look at her her and see that you just see like like, yeah my she's my little baby she's my daughter and (laughs) well is like thank you insanely adorable as you can hear she is not always happy she's like She is, and she just cut two teeth. So she cut her first two teeth well, at the same yeah. time, right at one years old. So she okay. is like a, okay. kind of a spitfire right now. But um, yeah, yeah, like you said, though more more sure. like than different. Yeah. Do you want to share any other like you know, facts about Down syndrome? I knew, like you had said, that half half of babies with Down syndrome have like a heart issue. That's that's about as much as I really know. Yeah. What else so can one you tell thing, us just about Down syndrome in general? This, like earlier, um, if people are still listening to me, but um, <laughs> you know, Down syndrome is not hereditary <laughs> for ninety nine percent of the cases. So there's three types of Down syndrome. I will only ca- concentrate on trisomy twenty one, which is the main. Um, most babies who have Down syndrome have trisomy 21. The other two are called mosaic and translocation, and those make up like 1% of babies or people with Down syndrome. So Down syndrome is considered a genetic disorder, Mm -hmm. but it's not hereditary. It occurs at conception. So there's nothing that could 
be done to prevent it. Um, so typical babies mm-hmm. and people have 23 pairs of chromosomes or sorry, 23 pairs or 46 chromosomes in each of your cells. In a baby with Down syndrome, their 21st chromosome has three strands. So that kind Mm. of occurs. I don't know the whole biological, how to explain it exactly, but let's just think about mitosis and meiosis and like they were supposed to split and one didn't split. (laughs) so you're all of their cells have 47 chromosomes instead of 46 chromosomes and your chromosomes and your cells make up Mm. you know who you are in terms of your traits um your stature your you know eyes color your hair color, um, your being, you know, you're, if you're a female male, <laughs> so your 23rd chromosome determines that. Yeah. Um, so the 21st chromosome, they have an extra, um, strand. So they have 47, hence they call it, um, mm-hmm. you know, trisomy 21. So there's three of their 21st chromosome. Mm-hmm. So there's not really yet. I think uh, they're doing research as to, you know, why some of the traits happen with the 21st chromosome. But, you know, it just gives, they have an extra lucky chromosome. (laughs) That's all, you know, we think. Yes. Um, And it's pretty, it's amazing, you know. One in 700 babies or people have. Down syndrome. So not too many, but enough where we have a community full of love and understanding. And, you know, I think as we um, progress even further in research, you know, we'll understand more. And I think with social media and platforms, um, people are starting to try and under, you know, really concentrate on inclusion and education and awareness, Mm -hmm. such as your podcast here. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, I mean, that's, that's our, our whole goal here, uh, just support and advocating for our kids. And that's really why I wanted to have you on because I feel like, you know, obviously I am an autism mom and I, like I had said to you before we started, I'm like, I don't know very much about Down syndrome at all, but that's how I felt. I didn't know anything about autism before I had Logan. Um, but I just feel like all of us as special needs parents, we are, it's, it's okay. so important that we all stick together and learn from each other. And I, regardless of diagnosis, I listen to we, all your, we can do that for each other. I so started listening to your really, podcast, of course, you your sister Melissa and I were in the same class and we're friends and um you know she is just incredible that you guys being sisters like you crack me up with your (laughs) little um 
Well, you kind of remind <laughs> me of me and my sister. So I was like, okay, this is fun. crazy. And then there was so much that I learned. And then I was like, mm-hmm. wow, I can relate to that. I can relate to this. So I started, you know, late in your podcast, listening from Melissa's first on. And now I started from <laughs> your first and I'm working forward. And it's so true though. There's just so much like <laughs> support and you just feel like, you can relate in so many ways being a special needs parent, regardless of the diagnosis. And, you know, I'm friends with a few moms here in Neighborville that I don't even know their kids diagnosis through Facebook, but we like message each other, you know, like, Hey, this, like my kid did, you know, <laughs> like did this today, like this. And it's incredible. Yeah. So, I know. It really is amazing. Like just yesterday we went to the pumpkin patch and they had a little um, like zip line set up for kids and Logan did the zip line, which was amazing. Cause he, we've tried doing that in the past, not there specifically, but he, he doesn't necessarily have hypotonia, but he's just a little like slightly low tone and just has a hard time. Like he just started going on the swing, like the big kids swing to like really hold himself up on it. Like just a couple mm-hmm. years ago. So like using that kind of strength to like hold himself up like that that's a challenge for him so this past weekend he was able to do the zip line and it was such an awesome moment i i posted uh, a video in my stories and i got like so many messages from people just being like go logan that's amazing i love to see everything he's doing and those kind of just like wore my heart so much i know exactly yeah. that feeling when i see somebody else's kid you know accomplishing something like you have all these people like rooting for you exactly. that you don't even necessarily yeah. know, but you have such a connection with them. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's so special. Um, well, <laughs> we are going pretty long here, but this has been <laughs> wonderful to just kind of hear your whole story. Like, obviously I, I see bits and pieces on social media, but just to kind of sit back and really get to chat with you. And I really appreciate you, you know, talking about down syndrome and, obviously like like i've said that it's I agree. it's a well, different path so much and so similar at the know, same time i just thank you for having such a safe place for people to listen um and you know relate to other special needs parents so oh thank you i love that you called it a safe so place that's oh, always yeah. how I, I always say i'm like i just want this to be like a soft place to land for anyone you know like early in the journey later on in the journey like I just want this to be like a place of like love and acceptance and <laughs> no and I, I definitely I, love, I feel like it is but I know, love hearing sharing it, so. Autumn's story and <laughs> I hope it gives you know future moms to be a little less worry if they come across um you know something in their pregnancy that they're not expecting Absolutely. Do you want to share where people can connect with you if they have any questions? Um, or I'm like, sure. Let me see here. Well, you, you can follow me. Facebook is probably the <laughs> easiest. Just Lauren okay. Malloy. I don't. Okay. <laughs> I'll tag you when I so people can find you. Put it. I'll put it in the show notes. Well, thank you so much, Lauren. This has been lovely to chat with you. Thank you. And I can't wait to keep watching Autumn grow oh, thank and progress. You, Megan. Really You're the best. So, so precious. She's adorable. Bye. Bye. All right. Take care. Bye.
For you, the listeners of Adventures in Autism podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I often get asked for book recommendations related to autism, and one that I always go back to is called The Out of Sync Child by Carol Kranowitz, and it was actually recommended to me by a friend who is also an OT. And I read this book years ago before Logan was even diagnosed. It's not necessarily just for autism. It also goes into like sensory processing disorder or ADHD, but it's just very valuable information and a really great resource that I still pull from today, even though I read it years ago. So that's a really good one. Sometimes just to get my mind off things, I also just enjoy good old chiclet. (laughs) I love anything by Emily Giffen, like Something Borrowed or Something Blue, and those are available on Audible as well, but you can pick from any of their titles. So to download Download your free audiobook today. Go to audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. All one word. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism for your free audiobook. Okay, well, I hope you enjoyed listening to my conversation with Lauren. Thank you for putting up with any of those little sound glitches. Um, but like I had said in the beginning, I feel like Lauren's story is so special and I really enjoyed hearing all about Autumn and what a journey, especially because like I had said, you know, with autism, it's not the kind of diagnosis that you get at birth or how like with, you know, Lauren in their case, they found out way before Autumn was born. Um, it's something that, you know, it comes later and it was so interesting to hear it from that perspective, like how in the beginning Lauren talked about being pregnant and knowing that they were going to have this little girl who, you know, had, had differences and just processing that from the early days, because I know like when I listened back to that, that was really resonating with me. Because I remember one of the things that really kind of took me a, a while to sort of grasp after Logan's diagnosis was that, you know, that that little boy, the little baby that I, I had given birth to and had just fallen in love with was still the same baby, you know, even with that diagnosis. And I feel like in, in Lauren's case, it's just such a completely different perspective because, you know, she knew right away that that they were kind of like going into this this new sort of path that they had to navigate. So it's just really interesting. And again, I feel like special needs really just connect us. And even though there are, you know, so many differences in all of our journeys, there is just that, that special link and, you know, a piece of us that really connects with anyone's journey no matter what the diagnosis, no matter how different it is. So again, I'm so thankful to Lauren for coming on the show today and sharing their story. And I'm looking forward to, you know, bringing on more moms and dads of kids with different, you know, whatever the diagnosis may be. I am interested in hearing their stories because I feel like we can all benefit and just really learn from each other. So that is all for today. And if you would like to connect with me, you can find me on Facebook at Adventures in Autism Podcast. 
on Instagram at Adventures in Autism Pod, or you can email me at Adventures in Autism 2018 at yahoo.com. I always love hearing from you guys. If you have questions or comments, if you're interested in being a guest on the show, let me know. If you'd like to be a guest, the best way to get a hold of me is probably through that email. And if you would kind of share a little backstory and let me know what you want to talk about if you came on the show, that would be awesome. And that is all for now. So until next time, take care.